Hey, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about while you were sleeping? I am because after all, we, we are, are the, the watchers, watchers of, of movies. movies. Hey guys, guess what? What? We have a new recorder coming, so these audio issues will be a thing of the past. <laughs> Actually, I'm excited to see what new audio issues crop up. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's now, good news. We're moving we just up. Have to wait like two weeks to use it. So we're moving up in the world, and it's almost Christmas. Yeah, exactly a week until Christmas. Yes, so the next movie you guys will get will be a little bit after Christmas, but you'll still like it. We're telling you, you'll still yeah, like you it. You will definitely like If Jake, oh great, I forgot his last name, Peralta. <laughs> Jake Peralta likes it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Because if you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you 100% are going to know what movie I'm talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey! So, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> I like Christmas, but honestly, this year, I don't know. I just like, I watched some like, like a bunch of stupid Christmas movies, but I wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't even like really feeling them. And then one, I apparently watched the entire thing. Don't remember finishing it, but <laughs> I guess that's what happened. I don't think i was paying attention to it but i was like looking through hulu and i was looking at the different movies that i watched and then you know at the bottom they show like how far you are into the movie you know and this one it was called christmas in the heartland and it was like all the way through and i was like huh i watched the entire movie don't remember that <laughs> i bet one of them learned the real meaning of family and christmas and living in a small town yeah. it was like a um like a like a switch movie you know like almost like a parent trap type thing oh gosh oh my well, god they weren't twins they were just i don't know identical was, strangers yeah. yeah no they weren't even identical they just the family members They're... that they were going to visit had never met them oh my gosh right like so they had never seen pictures of them i like <laughs> the idea of just actually i do kind of like the idea of just blindly trusting that this family member you've never met is the person they say they are because you're right. just letting them into your home i assume well, first so of it all, could technically be anyone in the modern age when there's cameras and social media and other people like is this person never had they never met anybody in their family because there's nobody else <laughs> at this christmas gathering that has met them i don't I even, I don't even remember movie. like a lot about it but what i don't get is like so this one girl was like going to her grandma's place and her grandma was played by um she was in cheers shelly Oh, Shelly Long? Shelly Long, okay. yeah. She's played by Shelly Long. And I love Shelly Long, even though I can never remember her last name because I always confuse her with Shelly Winters or Leslie Ann Warren because they look a lot alike. But, um, and she, so she like welcomes her granddaughter, but it's like the, it's in present day time. So there's no excuse for you not to know what your granddaughter looks like. How is, like, what's the backstory on this? So she, was she I mean, adopted I or? I don't even know because I wasn't paying a lot of attention. <laughs> I hope it was a hilarious Alzheimer's story. Like, was, yeah, no, that's always, you know, that's always funny. I've probably mentioned this before on the podcast because it's another pet peeve of mine, but it's like teen romantic movies that make terminal illnesses look really 
like desirable like yeah stuff like that is like so uh, weird stars and i know i never saw that movie but there's a like yeah that's what it's yeah there's a difference between like representation and romanticizing and i've never seen a movie that like represented like oh i'm a teenager who has this illness and now i'm seeing myself on screen no it's like well, well unluckily for you, you this person with this terminal illness stayed vibrant and beautiful and energetic until the day that they just suddenly won. <laughs> yeah, so right? Like, they didn't have to, they didn't deteriorate yeah. in any way. And they like, didn't have that. to give up, like, in The Fault in Our Stars, like, they got this, like, make-a-wish grant and they got to go to, to the Netherlands, you know, and it's just, anyway. I do have, that's what you decide to do for your make-a-wish? Well, he did it for her, listen, I'll go into it, but it's not that great, but she had this writer that she really loved, played by Willem Dafoe, and he was, he lived in the Netherlands, and so her boyfriend uh, found out that his cancer was back, and so he got a wish and, and so, so he, he wished, wished for them to go to the Netherlands so she, she could see the writer. Oh. Yeah. It was it's, it's not, not like bare bones, it's not a terrible story. story. It's, it's just, just romanticizing, romanticizing like horrible illnesses kind of weird to me. You know? Yeah, I read I started reading one of John Green's novels and he wrote he wrote that one. And I found it to be like very um Hold on. I have to think of the right word for this. Pretentious. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I think I read, I don't, I don't even remember which one I started reading it. And within, I think about a chapter, I was like, I can just immediately tell that I'm not going to care about this, this <laughs> book at all. Like it was just the way it was written was like, first of all, it was really clear that he didn't know how to write women. (laughs) Like it was really obvious. And I was just reading this and I was just like, I, I hate these people. I don't care what happens to these people because they're all these, like, like they're pretentious, you know? And, and I think it's, I'm assuming he doesn't want to come across as pretentious, but he's doing it in a way that it's like, he's trying to make these characters like so quirky that they come off as like annoying Mm -hmm. you know and and i'm I'm like okay you know i i can read a you know john green you're not that special i can read a million other teen books that are going to be way better than yours so it's it's like nicholas sparks i don't understand the following i've read nicholas sparks book i've seen the movies none of them are good (laughs) they're all really stupid it's like what the hell you know i gotta tell you something that really bothers me and this is something i wasn't planning on talking about this but you just reminded me of it they're gonna make a netflix series about all the light you cannot see and i've actually oh so the thing is they're making into a mini series yeah like four episodes I actually love that book so much that I have thought multiple times since reading it, dear God, I hope they never make this into anything. Dude, I don't I think they can do it. I'm so going to hard. say it right now, and I will be so happy if I'm wrong, but it, it cannot be done. They're gonna, either, either going to oversimplify it or they're going to overcomplicate it. And the nuance of the writing and the beauty and the poetry in the book and that writer, Anthony Doer, that's how I pronounce it. I've only ever seen it, seen it written. I think, I think it's, he is such that an, looks right to me. He's such an evocative writer. Like he makes me, and I'm not being hyperbolic. Like I can think of a specific page and all the light we can't see that if I open it up and read that page, 
it will bring tears to my eyes. Like, and I read, I read his newest book, and Mike gave me a book of his short stories for my birthday, and he's so evocative and so talented that I think it, it should just be off limits. You can't do it. Like, yeah, I get it. Oh, although I cannot see, it's about a German boy who goes to the Hitler Youth and a black girl in Paris. Yeah, let's make a show about it. And I'm, no, that's not like what it's about. That's, right? Yeah, there's so much so more. There's just, so many more layers to that story. Yeah. Like, that, what is the main character? Werner? Werner's the main character? Yeah. He, like, he's such an interesting and complex individual, like, and, and so, like, good. He's a good boy. Like, he's a good, kind boy. And uh, I, I'm curious as to how they will do it, but I totally agree with you that it's, it's like a, they made the movie, um, or they made a movie out of The Book Thief. And The Book Thief, and you've read part of it, right? The Book Thief is from the perspective of death but the movie was not like that and i was like you kind of missed the whole point of the fucking book there buddy and it was like the same with uh, the lovely bones did you ever read the, that book that book is is beautiful it's very sad but it's really well written and it's written by a woman who had experienced like sexual assault herself so it's and it's about a young girl who gets assaulted and then murdered and they just like and it's mostly about the family coming to terms with this girl's like sudden disappearance and death, you know, and the dad who becomes obsessed with trying to find the killer of his daughter. And so it's more like from their perspective, while Susie, who's the main character, is like looking down at them from heaven and kind of watching them. But the movie, which was done by Peter Jackson, fuck you, Peter Jackson, for doing this because you piece of shit, you fucked it up. And I'm seriously pissed off. I about like that. Peter Jackson. Just, if he's <laughs> like, listening, I just want you to know that I don't think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you made three of my favorite movies. So. No, I do like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, but I was very pissed about this because he just made it like it was like heaven is so great and so fun and i was like man you totally missed the point of the book yep. like I, I haven't read the book but i totally believe it that that's yeah like it happened. was it was so yeah. frustrating and it was like so much more about like the cgi and how beautiful heaven was and it should have not been like that yeah. it should have been it was an emotional story about her family dealing with the fact that the daughter got murdered like it was i mean there's like a whole thing where they go into <laughs> instead the movie's like isn't it great to be murdered <laughs> yeah like they, like well uh, yeah and and so it was just it was very frustrating and and it was like one of the things that bothered me too and maybe this is just like my own little thing but i hate when they have they mention um a character's eye color repeatedly but then in the movie like so the movie in the book, the mom had blue eyes because the dad always said that she had ocean eyes. And it was like a repeated theme throughout the book. But they cho they cast Rachel Weiss. And I was like, Rachel Weiss has brown eyes. So, you know, like, she's a beautiful woman. She's a great actress. Don't get they me wrong. They didn't put contacts on her? Or no. Oh, no. And I weird. was like, I was kind of just, and I didn't think, like, Mark Wahlberg was in it. And as an actor, I think he's good. And I like him as an actor. I don't really like him as a person. Um, but I just, it was just the whole thing was like so underutilized for the, you know, from the source material and it was so disappointed. I remember leaving it just feeling like really angry and upset that they took this beautiful story and just like took a giant shit on it. Really? Mm -hmm. You know, it was, 
Yeah. Especially oh. about something that is so heavy about a like a, an underage girl being raped and murdered. Like it's, and there was no actual sexual assault in the film, which I was like glad because it was like Stanley Tucci. And I was like, no, not the Tucci. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so, and he played the bad guy, but he did a really good job of that too. But it was, it was very disappointing because great cast underutilized and and I do think, like, I do, I, I do see movies that are based on books, and I am able to enjoy them. So I'm not just like an across the board, like this, is shouldn't be done. Like, I am a lot of the time able to differentiate, like, this is the book version, this is the movie version. But with books that are so nuanced, which I assume it sounds like the Lovely Bones is, and although I cannot see, is definitely nuanced. Like, I just, it can't, it cannot be done unless. The team who did The Martian, I mean, they allegedly made like one of the closest book representations and made it a really good movie. I never read The Martian, the book, but the movie is amazing. So maybe if that yeah, team does it, really fun. they can do a good job. But I just I just don't think it can be done because it's such a beautiful, beautiful, deep story. Uh, and I'm kind of yeah. like, I've had this on my mind too lately where Netflix made like Cowboy Bebop live action remake, which there was a curiosity in me because I like the anime. And so I was like, I got to see what they do. Like, I want to see these characters. And I, watched, Wait, I heard it bombed. Yeah, I watched the first episode and they made some really bizarre choices because I was like, literally you had like material handed to you. And then it got canceled. I saw a headline, I showed me a headline that it got canceled. So it's only one season. And I was thinking like, yeah, why would you watch it? Just watch the anime. That's the superior one. So why would you watch a show about this amazing, amazing book, book when you, you could, could just, just read the book, book you know right and right I don't right feel right. that way about everything I, so I am able to enjoy things I just I'm I'm not excited about because I like I said I'm repeating myself I actually I've never thought this before about anything except this book specifically because I love it so much I've thought multiple times I hope, I hope nobody, nobody tries, tries to, to make, make this, this into something because they can't do it. And That's like so. my fear with Breakfast at Tiffany's. I'm like, <laughs> please, God, do not read. Like, yeah. listen, I understand there's a lot of problems. There's like blatant racism in it and like, you know, child marriage. Um, two very big issues. However, it is also a product of its time. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying this is this is the time that it was made. And I just love Audrey Hepburn and George Papard. You know, like you can't, and they're both deceased. And it, so it's just like, it's just, it, it's such a, it's such an important film to me. Like I, when I write, I actually base a lot of characters after Holly Golightly because I love her so much, you know, like just inspired by, but it's, <clears throat> I was thinking about, as you were saying that you do like some books or do like some movies that were made or made from books or whatever. And that was kind of how I felt about, um, Memoirs of a Geisha. However, I saw the movie first and then, then I read the book after. And the book is a lot better. There was only one part where I thought in the movie that it was portrayed better because it was it was written by a guy. And I was kind of like, you can kind of tell in this particular scene it was written by a man. You know what I mean? And uh, but and when I read the book, I was like Did he say something like, and then she got her period? No, it was um <clears throat> So, you know, being a geisha is this woman, her virginity is being sold to the highest bidder. And that's how she's like going to get out of debt. 
because basically like her and her sister were sold the mother passed away the the father it wasn't like a it was a very sad situation it was like i like if you're sold you'll have a better life than i can offer you assumedly anyway so her and her sister were sold and her sister was pretty much sold into like just regular sex work but she and that's a better life no it's not that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like (laughs) anyway so good so sayuri who is that's her um chio i think is her like her birth name but then sayuri is her geisha name but anyway so she's her virginity is sold to the highest bidder and in the book like after it happens with dr crab that's the guy's name who takes her virginity in the book she's like (laughs) well that was just silly like i can't believe like how much effort and time everyone put into like what was essentially like nothing but in the movie she was very quiet and like withdrawn and like silent as like as she left after having sex with him and i was like that is how a woman would have reacted to that situation not the other way and so I remember seeing that part and being like, yeah, I think that's probably how he would react to too. And then reading the book and I was like, okay, you maybe should have talked to a woman about this part because I don't feel like this is the female perspective. And then like the ending in the movie, the, um, what is it? Uh, Ken Watanabe's character, the chairman, he was like going into business with an American guy. And I was like, this is World War II. Americans and Japanese hate each other. They are enemies. Like, and in the book, it was a Japanese businessman. So I was like, why change that? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, the movie made it an American? In the movie, it was American. Yeah, that is really weird. And he was like, it's just, I don't know. And I, I actually liked the movie part better than I liked the, um, book part of that which I thought was interesting but the only reason I really liked it is because in the book she's just at like a tea like a tea house but in the movie they go to like an island and they're like like in like pools and they're playing around and it's fun and I was like this is much more fun than like just being in a tea house so but I get what you mean like I can separate them too but I also like recognize that there are some issues there you know yeah plus that book is super long so you there's no way you can capture everything that's that's another thing yeah yeah i mean it's it's easily like 500 pages probably maybe not as Jeez. many but it's, i started reading it back when the movie back after i saw the movie i started reading it but i think i just like gave up <laughs> it just it's, didn't. i've read it multiple times i think it's a great book i would recommend it highly i really would i think it's a great book i think that was really the only part that I had an issue with and everything else I thought he did an amazing job portraying a woman like especially for a dude because like Stieg Larsson he wrote The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo he does not know how to write women <laughs> or didn't know how to write women he's he's dead now but you know like I, when I read the books I was like okay <laughs> I was like this isn't this this shit isn't right but whatever you know we're just going with it so or he didn't know how to write trauma either, like post-traumatic stress trauma, you know? And so it was, uh, it was just, it was just very clearly like, you could just tell like the lead character, Mikhail was like, was him, you know? And he pulled a Stephanie Meyer, essentially, <laughs> you know? I, uh, I listened to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR and a long time ago they had John Grisham on 
as like a a guest, obviously. And I enjoy John Grisham novels. I've read quite a few of them over the years. I mean, they're not like, I don't run out and read the newest one, but they are kind of a fun, like, they're like a beach read. That's what I consider they like, them. Lo- they're like law-based. Yeah, they're like legal thrillers. And uh, he said he wrote, he wrote one sex scene and he let his wife read it before, you know, like after he wrote it, he let her read it and he could hear her laughing from the other room. So he didn't write. So that's when he like realized that he shouldn't write sex scenes. Because I follow like a whole, like a whole thing on Facebook. It's like a group that it's like, it's like men writing women. And they're always like so terrible. Like the men are always like, writing these women like hyper aware of their breasts and i'm like it's just part of our bodies like are you hyper aware that you have a penis all the time that's how i write men whenever i write men they're always just hyper aware of their penis <laughs> it's just it's like it's just part of our bodies you know we just they're just there we get used to them but um some of them like i read or i listened to this podcast called i think i told you about it my dad wrote a porno so i finally finished it recently and it's hilarious and like the guy has no idea how to write women like he's like talking about a scene where they're like they're about to have sex or whatever and he's like and then the guy touched her cervix and i was like what (laughs) a woman's body works (laughs) i mean the writing was so terrible uh, but if you want to buy that <laughs> book, you can. It's called Belinda Blinks. And it's Ooh. by Rocky, Rocky Flintstone. <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> Listen to the podcast because the podcast is, is just great. And it's like three British friends and they just tear the book apart. And it's, it's very funny. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so are you ready to talk about the movie? Let's do it. So this movie's about Lacey. No, that's not her name. <laughs> Lucy. Lucy. This okay. This movie is about a woman named Lucy and she works at the uh Chicago Transportation CTA. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and she is in love with this guy named Peter and she sees him walking every day past her and he's super handsome and one day he gets mugged and he falls onto the tracks and she saves his life and she meets his family and they all think that they're engaged but they're not because they've never even spoken before and then they introduce the brother jack and that's played by bill pullman and naturally she falls madly in love with bill pullman because honestly who wouldn't and that was that's pretty much it (laughs) right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so what do you think of the movie? I like this movie. I think it's cute. I think it's it's very contrived, but in a way that is forgivable for me. I re- I I enjoy it. I think it's a fun romp and it's got that 90s innocence. It was made in 1995, which I didn't realize how old it was. I know, isn't that crazy? And uh in I am not a super big fan of Sandra Bullock's movies generally. I think they're fine, but most of her movies are just, they're just not like my thing and i, I feel like this is one of her best roles and one of this and speed for me are her best movies her best roles and i think it's because it's right before she became sandra black yeah yeah difference and uh i just i really like it i really like bill pullman um it's just a fun little movie and 
I don't know. It was, it was fun, fun to watch. watch. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I texted you and I said I can't remember. I forgot how cute this movie is. Um, I had like maybe one or two issues, but not enough to. Yeah, I have a a major issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, well, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So, what is what is your major issue? <laughs> okay well it's at the end of the movie when her and jack get married oh my t- like he proposes to her he proposes to her and they they've known each other for like a week yep and i thought well surely you could just be in a relationship for a while before yep. he proposes but i wonder if, if that's part of like that weird 90s morality thing that is popping through where it's like because the movie Father Goose, which was not made in the 90s, it was made in the 60s, has a similar concept where the two main characters, not all, they don't just fall in love, but they have to get married immediately. And, and I feel like this movie had that as well. And I don't know why, because the rest of the movie wasn't, yeah. wasn't like that at all. The rest of the movie was rather normal, despite the fact that she was like lying uh, with the best of intentions to, his fam- to the family that she was engaged to the other brother. But... All of a sudden, at the end, end, he proposed proposed to her, and I thought, no, why? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Just, 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 I thought the exact same thing. I was actually walking around my apartment going like, you know what they could have done? And here's my idea, okay? Very simple. At an extra 10 minutes, you probably don't even need 10 minutes, seven minutes, show a montage of them together for a year, living it up, having fun and like getting to know each other. Yeah. Falling in love. They move in together. And then next Christmas, he proposes. I actually, that's a really good ending. That would have been adorable. Perfect. I have goosebumps from it because I'm so good. I'm so good. I I wish that that would have happened because that would have been much better than just him. Like it would have been cute if he had approached with the family and been like, hi, would you like to go on a date with Do me everything the same except in get engaged. Except engaged. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then like it was their first time kissing. It was their first time saying I love you and I felt like the I love you was a little bit forced, you know? Like I know she's that like, like I love you and he's like I love you too and I was like you've known each other for a week you don't love each other, you know, that's, you like each other. Yeah, like that's the <laughs> thing. Like you can think I think I probably am going to love this person, but that doesn't mean you necessarily should say it so fast. Yes, you know? Yeah. Like, she's like, I love you. And I was just like, please, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's, it is, it's very fast paced all of a sudden at the end. Uh, that's my one major grievance. Did, uh, what were your problems? That was it. That okay. Was one of the big ones. Okay. Um, I think my other one was just like, she had so many chances to tell this family. Yes. The truth. Mm-hmm. And, and you do empathize with her because she doesn't have any family of her own. However, you're still like, you're still lying. And also it, it seemed to me like the whole thing, and this is, I don't think this is really an issue. I'm just saying in general, this made me really uncomfortable with the whole like thing where Peter woke up from the coma and then he's suddenly like, you should marry me. And she was like, Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Actually, I did have a problem with that too. How, he, yeah, suddenly she went from like, I have to tell this family that we don't know each other to, okay, yeah, we'll get married to, yeah, to the was, other, to Peter who woke up from the coma. Yeah. Well, and especially since she's starting having feelings for Jack, she knows yeah. that she doesn't know Pete. Like, I don't understand that because she knows that she doesn't know Peter. Mm-hmm. And she had so many chances, like in the beginning, to just be like, I don't, you know, like, but obviously that wouldn't have made a movie, but however, it's still, 
it, it's just it's just like there's so many chances to tell the truth and especially in the beginning it's not like there was some sort of action happening and she was unable to say anything she could have just been like no 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 i'm not i'm not engaged to him i just saved his life you know and i would have been i think way more on board with if like and i i was on board with the movie i like this movie don't get me wrong however it's a very 90s film yeah <laughs> there's a lot of like okay you know like we could have done better here i think i would have liked it a little bit more if she had been like no i saved his life and they were like okay well you saved his life come and join like if you don't have any plans for christmas come and join us we would love for the person who saved our son's life to come and be part of our family because to me like that makes sense. Like I, I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, Oh my God, you saved my son's life. I love you. You know, like, sure. We don't like, and I love you, you know, for what you did. And, um, but, <clears throat> and then the fact that he like woke up and he clearly like had like his memory and she's like, no, I'm your fiance. And I was like, bitch, <laughs> they're all going to figure it out. Event. Like it's, it, it, she's like, I can't, I can't tell them the truth. I can't. And I'm like, think about this if you tell them now sure they're gonna be hurt you tell them 10 years down the road when peter fucking figures out that y'all were never engaged and you didn't actually know each other is gonna be way worse that's gonna be betrayal devastation you know like th there could be legal issues because you tricked this guy into marrying you like i'm just saying uh you know, you might want to think about the future ahead there Lucy. <laughs> yeah, I I actually really believed in a movie, like believed in a I'm watching a movie way why she didn't tell them at the beginning because like like I said, there's a lot of contrived things in this movie, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just so she's in the hospital room and the nurse so she sees Peter being wheeled into the like the operating room or whatever and they won't let her back there because she's not family and she says just out loud to herself quietly i was gonna marry him because she had this like crush on him because he came through her booth every day and a nurse overheard it and told the family that she was the fiance and then the grandma has like a heart condition and the family's super stressed out because they think their eldest son is gonna die and he's in a coma and then you find out that Lucy doesn't have any family and so she gets invited to their Christmas and she, you can tell like I think it's a really nice moment when she's, she's just, just watching him like, like have this like family, family banter. Yeah, that was really sweet. You can tell that she's just been really lonely and she doesn't have family to spend Christmas with and she's not in any relationship and she doesn't have many friends either. Which is weird, well, like her dad like had only passed away like a year ago so it hadn't even been that long. You oh, know? I thought it was a little bit longer than a year. No, but he said she said a year ago. Oh, okay yeah so i could see and then and then the friend the elder like elderly man who was a family friend saul heard her telling comatose peter like all the misunderstandings that happened and so he encouraged lucy to still pretend that they were engaged because by having her the family felt like they had peter so she was kind of thrust into this and i thought that that was movie believable for a while. yeah i know i did too i told it too but then like, like you, you said, said as soon as Peter woke up, up and these, this, this movie, movie suffers, suffers from something, something that really bothers me in movies and, and, and um, 
Ever After, after has, has the same thing where uh, Danielle, Danielle is trying to tell the prince who she really is, and he's, he's just like, no, whatever it is, I don't mind, and he just keeps talking over her, and so she just gives up, and this movie does the same thing where... It would, it would be, be so, so easy, easy once Peter, Peter woke up, up for her to be like, before, before I see Peter, before you introduce me to Peter, I need to tell you the truth. But they're, they're just, like, so excited, and they, they, they like, don't, you know, like, like, like nobody, nobody stops to think, Saul doesn't stop to think, think. Nobody, nobody stops to think, like, hey, maybe we should, you know, like, maybe maybe she should, maybe Lucy should stop and think that she should tell them, she just sort of gets swept along, and that's when it becomes, like, like, like you, you said, said, like, like why, why, why are you, you not telling, telling them, them the truth? Yeah, yeah. Because he, he clearly, like you said, doesn't remember her, and he remembers everything else. Right. So it's selective Well, then the doctor's very like, selective. oh, the selective re- retro whatever, great MD, I don't know yeah. what I said, but I was like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> not in this case, you know. And then, like, Saul really does her pretty dirty, because Saul's like, I'll tell them, I'll tell them, and then he, he does, doesn't. He does. He never tells them. So it's, it is really weird. Like, and then, like you said, why would she agree to marry Peter when she knows the truth and yeah. she already loves Jack? I didn't, yeah, I really didn't like get that either. Cause she didn't, she didn't seem like she was excited or happy about the situation. Like she kind of was, it almost seemed like she was like this is my obligation and I have to do it but I'm like but it's not your obligation at all like you you are not obliged to marry this guy um well I think it was like a cure for loneliness for her too because when she gave that handwritten wedding invitation to her boss she's like yeah you know and next year I won't be lonely at Christmas and I won't be the one that has to work because I don't have a family which I thought that was pretty shitty of her boss to take advantage of her because she quote-unquote doesn't have a family like you still have a life (laughs) Yeah, I'm like I'm really big on like the like the subreddit anti-work, which isn't I've said it before, but it's not about not wanting to work. It's just about wanting like fair wages and like you know time life life work balance, and that I just like I felt like I saw red. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, "Well, you don't have any family," and I was like, "Well, you know, boss, whatever your name is, it sure would be nice for her to just have the day." off just to enjoy it yeah you know like even if she doesn't have family why do you, why does she have to do it you know why is she yeah it's like tr- people who are working these um who are working these jobs like you trade off holidays you know what i mean like you don't uh, it's like just because someone doesn't have a family doesn't mean they don't have a life right Ugh, that yeah i it was i felt like weird like yeah putting that dude in a chokehold i was like you motherfucker <laughs> and know? they were also like kind of buddy buddy so he wasn't yeah. like a bad guy but he just blatantly told her because you don't have a family you should work christmas it's pretty weird i, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of it, sad it pissed me off <laughs> yeah too. i was like i was like all right well fuck you <laughs> you know like go home yeah. to your family and have a good time then I liked that this movie took place in Chicago. It was Me really too. fun to see Chicago landmarks, and I just really love Chicago. And so it, that was a novel aspect of it. It was. It was. I agree. I love. I like Jack's character, and I. I. I have to say, the neighbor Joe Junior. I actually kind of liked him too. Really, because as yeah. I was watching it, I was like, "This seems like something Lauren is going to really hate." <laughs> no, I. I didn't like he was kind of a creep but it was like an almost like an innocent creep you know what i mean he was a 90s creep yeah like he was like he wasn't 
there because he wanted to cause her harm he just liked her and he didn't know how to go about it the right way you know and I thought he was kind of funny and just and I liked at the end when she's like well how's it going with Smith Miss Third Floor and he starts crying and like I was like oh he has a heart so I I did like that they kind of they gave him more like a human type aspect rather than him just being like a total creep you know um I thought he was funny I liked him wow that surprises me I thought he was like he veered too much into the tropey category for me to like really like him but I thought he was very tropey Italian too yeah I thought that they had some some interesting moments and then some like okay like eye rolling moments yeah i agree like he worked as like so jack jack i think from the get-go jack was suspicious because he was like peter is engaged to this woman we've never met and he's never talked about her and well and also peter talks about later he says that he's cheated on every woman he's ever been with yeah so like like peter isn't a very yeah, like Good Jack guy. knows that he's kind of sleazy. Like uh-huh. he knows his brothers, sleazy, and so he knows that Lucy is not Jack, like Peter's type, and right. So he goes to Lucy's apartment complex to kind of do some like uh, reconnaissance on her, and he ends up talking to Joe Junior. And Joe's like, "Yeah, we're dating." So he adds this like wrench in the mix where they think she's dating this other guy and two timing Peter, and you know, just like hijinks like that. But I don't know, I'd, I. I didn't really care for his character. I thought he could just be out, like left out of the movie, and it wouldn't be, wouldn't be. I liked him. I thought he was funny. I was, I was glad that he was part of it. I thought, I don't know, and I think I liked him when I first saw it too. Um, but yeah, no, I thought he was funny. I thought he was funny the entire time, and I liked when. After he started crying, she goes, come on, you can try on some of my shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because this is another thing. So he was in her apartment chatting with her, like talking at her basically earlier in the movie. And Jack came to the door and she was like, get in the closet. So she pushed Joe Jr. in the closet. I don't know why she didn't just like open the door for Jack and be like, oh, my landlord is just leaving. Yeah, I don't get that but, either. I don't know why she had like, I mean, it's way more suspicious if the guy, if Jack finds out the guy is in the closet yeah. versus like just being like this is my landlord's son yeah you know? he was fixing a leaky faucet and anyway and then jack leaves and she opens the closet door and joe jr is sitting on the floor trying on her high heels and he's like i fell <laughs> and so later later she's like you can try on some of my shoes <laughs> to console him it's like yeah it's like um movies when people are like i had sex with my whatever it was just an accident and i'm like it was just an accident that your penis just happened to fall into her vagina. <laughs> Come on. There is, that is not an accident. That is a series of events that led to that moment. Like, bullshit. I think they did a really good job with the banter between the older, like, his parents and his grandma and, and Saul. Like, they bantered, like, old people. Like, the scene, they're having dinner with the family and they're all like talking about different subjects like the grandfather in Saul like talking about how famous Hollywood actors were tall and then the other ones are talking about something else and then they keep coming back to the tall actors and I thought that was a really well done like elder conversation you know it reminded me of Christmas with my family like we're all kind of shouting over each other and um we're very loud bunch of people and we like to drink (laughs) so there's a lot of yelling and usually arguing someone always gets into a fight during christmas but um 
it kind of made me like a little nostalgic you know it was it was just fun and it seeing 90s movies always makes me nostalgic for the 90s like always like I'm always like man it was a simpler time back then you know and I and it almost makes me kind of sad but I'm also happy to be in the world that we are today because I think it's getting somewhat better you know but yeah I there's there's something about this movie is just like it's it's a very cute and it's very happy and i love the chemistry between jack and lucy i think that bill pullman and and sandra bullock have great chemistry and and i just love i love a young bill pullman and i texted my friend alina hi alina if you end up listening (laughs) i texted her and i and she likes him too but she doesn't know his name because she's not like us where she's not walking imdb like we are and um and I was like, hey, I'm watching this movie called While You Were Sleeping. Have you ever seen it? And she's like, no, I've never seen it. And I was like, the hot dad from Casper's in it. <laughs> she's like, okay, I'll watch it this weekend. Wow. So, yeah. I was like, it's on Disney+. You sold her on it. Yeah, she likes, she, we both like the hot dad from Casper. So, you know, but like then, which is very unusual for me because I would think that now, I'd be like, oh my God, no, Pullman, hello. He's like, got all like the gray hair, but no, it's all about 90s Bill Pullman for me, honestly. Yeah, it's very unusual for me because I like him old. Bald? <laughs> I like him old. Oh, I, said I sometimes like them bald too. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> right. Uh, Charlie Brown? Char- yeah. I really like how <laughs> they sort of capture the excitement of meeting someone new unexpectedly and starting to fall for them and I, I so the family is in like this like estate furniture business so they clean out estates and sell the furniture when the people have passed away and so Jack comes to Lucy's apartment and he's like oh I have some furniture for you it's, it's from my parents as, a, as a, an engagement gift and they and go they out to the, the truck, truck and, and she sees this like beautiful wooden chair and she's like oh my gosh this chair is beautiful it's perfect and he was like yeah i made that chair that's not the gift this gift and it's this ugly love seat like why would they ever give this ugly i know and it was so it was so i know like compared to the chair i was i would have been like and, and she was even like uh oh okay <laughs> you know and they like go, you could see the disappointment in her face <laughs> they go to peter's apartment which is like this really fancy high-rise apartment and uh well, wait i have to say one thing really quick before i forget this at the end he had like a roommate in the hospital and i was like this guy lives in a penthouse apartment in chicago and you're telling me he can't afford his own room <laughs> it was driving maybe me he has nuts. bad insurance it was like it was driving me nuts i was like i was like listen we all know how things work in america (laughs) come on so they're moving the the sofa up and they it gets stuck in the doorway and and jack says something like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try a a different technique and she's like what's that and he said i'm gonna push it really hard so she gets out of the way and he bends low and you don't see him for a minute and she goes okay start pushing and he goes i was and it didn't budge <laughs> and then when they brought it in they like tipped a vase of blue water onto the white carpet and he's like i think that the couch should go there and i thought that was just like a really cute 
between them and then I agree. he gets parked in so they have to walk home and there's this kind of slapsticky but cute ice situation where they're like sliding oh my God, that was so adorable yeah. i was on board for that like 100 percent when they were sliding and laughing and like it was it was so cute <laughs> like holding on to each other i was like i was like stop please this is too much it's too cute and that's one of the reasons why the ending with Peter is so egregious because I really like how the movie takes a unique spin because I think it, it'd be like so typical to have her and Peter end up together. But I like that it's unexpected that her and Jack fall in love. But yeah, so that's why it's weird that she, for some reason, agrees to marry Peter because so Peter yeah. finally is like, Peter's like, telling jack like i'm a new man i'm a changed man i had this like brush with death and i you know i could have a good fun future with lucy i could become this new person that i want to be with lucy and i'm gonna ask her to marry so then he asked her to marry her and marry him and i was like why like you said why would she say yes but then he has this other girlfriend who he ashley bartlett bacon <laughs> yeah who he had asked to marry him who came back to town and like she reminded me so much of meredith from the parent trap yeah she did yeah <laughs> so she came into his hotel his hospital room i mean and was like how you know like he said something like oh, I'm, I'm getting married to somebody else and she's like you asked me to marry you and it was just like this whole thing and then you know and then he's like she's like i want my stuff back and he goes well i want my stuff back and she's talking about her nose and her boobs and i was just and okay and i'm maybe i'm making i feel I'm going to try and say this the best way that I can. But in my opinion, if you are dating a guy who wants to buy you plastic surgery for your body, he's probably not a good guy to date. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he doesn't like you for who you are. He wants to change you. Obviously, she's fine with it. She had no problem accepting that. Well, we didn't actually see. I mean, she could have asked him for it. That's true. That's true. But yeah your point know. to make sense like i mean but it, it, we don't know how she came to get right the plastic surgery you, you also kind of like get a sense of the type of person this guy is and that honestly wouldn't surprise me you know what i mean yeah i don't know i mean that's i'm I'm not yeah i mean that is a crappy thing to do to somebody like pay for, yeah. like, here let me get you this plastic surgery but yeah like oh honey your boobs are too small what if we just get you a big old d size you <laughs> back hurts all the time great thanks <laughs> anyway. and, and then at the end when they're getting married and like they have this like wedding ceremony for like jack and lucy or sorry peter and lucy in the hospital yeah amber that's her name right amber ashley Ash ashley ashley bartlett bacon ashley bartlett bacon comes in and she's like i object to this wedding and then a guy follows her and he's like and i object and they're like who are you and he's like i'm ashley's husband so she was cheating on her husband yeah it's a really weird convoluted situation i, I think felt like ashley could have been written out completely and it would have made no difference i agree yeah, yeah she like excuse me she didn't really have any sort of like nothing that she did as a character pushed the plot further you know what i mean right it's yeah. not like lucy found out and she or or the family found out and they and they were thinking oh well you're cheating on ashley or you're cheating on you know lucy or what i like there was no real emotional impact or any reason that she was there so she could have totally been cut out because i 
I was wondering how she was going to come back into the story, obviously, because, you know, Chekhov's gun and Chekhov's voicemail. Um, and when she did, I was kind of like, huh. That's yeah, it, it was like, kind of I weird. thought that there was going to be more. And I, I mean, I've seen this movie before, but I saw it like probably a decade ago. And so I didn't remember anything, but I just, I just was very surprised that there was, that was it. That was the whole thing with her and that she just ended up being married. And I thought that that was a little bit too convenient, you know, like she just happened to end up being married, but I'm like, but why is she? getting engaged to another guy you know what i mean like it's one yeah, thing to that's what they do in these movies <laughs> yeah like it's the one thing to sleep with someone while you're married but if some guy asks you to be like that first of all that's illegal to be married to well i mean i guess it depends on where you are i think salt lake city poly poly polygamy is legal but um anyway but either way like <laughs> it's just it was weird because it it made them seem like even more sad people because she leaves that voicemail that says, what the heck, I will marry you, which is just how everyone who proposes wants to be right, answered. Right. Like, what the heck, I've thought about it and I'll marry you. And then I thought it would have been a nice ending or nicer if she actually like wanted to be with him and was like, wait a second, you're engaged to this other woman? I thought we were, you know, like, right. what am I, you know, and then that would have made more sense to me than like this random woman who like i agree with you could be just taken out of the movie because she's right. not in very much and she doesn't add anything and it's so doesn't yeah. add anything doesn't take away for anything she's just there you mm-hmm. know yeah uh yeah that would that would have been kind of like sweet if she had been like no i do love you or something like that and, and he's like, leave her oh. husband like she's not married leave that out of it right yeah i don't uh, yeah that was weird that that felt it felt like a little lazy storytelling Mm -hmm. to me yeah like i think there's a lot of things in this movie that are pretty convenient but i don't mind some of it like she's leaving the hotel on the i keep saying hotel the hospital on the first day and she runs into one of lucy is lucy is and she runs into one of peter's like co-workers and he starts ranting about how they had like an accident a month ago and it wasn't his fault. They were playing basketball and he had a pencil in his pocket and Peter ran into it. And then you find out later in the movie, the family, like Jack is, is suspicious. And so he's like trying to get her to like, we need, we need to figure out if she's actually the fiance. And so the family is like, well, she would know things about Peter that we wouldn't know. And so it comes out that he only has one testicle because of this, Basketball, basketball incident, incident that happened a month before and so then the, the mom, mom looks, looks to see if he only has one testicle she's like i'm his mother i'll do it very convenient that she happened to get that whole like story from the co-worker but i liked i like how it built how it was because you don't know what you don't know right he's telling her because the scene just sort of melds into another scene and then you find out that coworker later. seemed like such a dick too like he was like it wasn't my fault and i'm like it kind of sounded like it was your fault <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah and so that was that's that was funny and yeah no i i mean it's a 90s comedy so you're definitely going to as i've you know i said previously it's it's a product of its time you know you're gonna it's gonna be cheesy but I I cannot stand the trope of like getting married after like three days of knowing each other. I think that's it's, it's really so weird. it's just so easy to show 
like well i mean maybe not easy like from a you know filming perspective but it's so easy to just show them living their lives and having fun and then falling in love and getting married and over like the course of a year like why yeah. do we gotta it's you know i mean she doesn't know jack she likes him she's attracted to him i get it i totally get it um i'm on board too like right on girl get it girl anyway um, <laughs> i'm in a good mood today um yeah i don't like that trope either because i totally agree with you like it's so easy to just show them having a relationship for a while and then getting engaged and it's just it makes me uncomfortable that people are going to get married after like it's maybe if they had showed okay maybe i would have been on board if they had showed them engaged and then they had a long engagement and so then they got married at the end of a year but it still wouldn't be as cute it seems weird to me to be like to even have him proposing just because they didn't know each other for very long even if their engagement lasts for seven years it's still a weird way to start a relationship i agree i know it's like if you met someone on the street that you were attracted to and they're like hey will you marry me and you're like (laughs) um it's this new reality show i called don't even know your 90 name. second fiance yeah what is it called it's called 90 second fiance <laughs> they have a very weird view of like relationships and marriage in this movie in general and so yeah it is really weird because is it like a 90s thing that I they think do that like, i think it's like a 90s like morality thing because it, it might even be like a holdover from like the weird toxic uh, attitudes toward female stars in the 60s like Judy Garland for example who got married and was forced to have an abortion because they didn't want it to ruin her innocent like yeah Judy Garland got majorly screwed oh, over she did. And like so, she was like addicted to drugs because of like the drugs that they forced on her to like stay young or something to stay I mean, thin yeah, yeah so diet pills. so fucked up so yeah fucked up. so I, th- I feel like it was like there's like this art there was it maybe not so much anymore uh, but there was like this archaic, like females have to be seen as like this, you know, non-sexual beings almost in yeah, certain things yeah. in this like lighthearted romantic comedy. She can't possibly have sex before marriage or something weird. In my head, that's what it seemed like to me. Like it's like the Madonna whore complex. You know? Do you, are you familiar with that? No. It's usually okay. So Madonna whore complex is usually like from very like Marvin Gaye had that complex is a good example he grew up in a very very toxic environment his dad Marvin Gaye senior was like incredibly sexist and so Marvin Gaye junior just Marvin Gaye whatever he added the en at the end but he's Marvin Gaye junior he um had this view of women that either they were pure and they were innocent like the Madonna or they were a whore so it's like and a, and it's a very it's like a really messed up type of concept but it comes from people who are it's usually men <laughs> it's usually men who are born of very very toxic environments very abusive environments it's like but anyway that's kind of what i feel like you're saying is that you're right there's like the sense of like almost like they have to be pure or purity and like and which I think is weird because I don't think that sex makes you less pure. I think it's just like a thing that you enjoy and you do. You know what I mean? I don't think it takes away from innocence. I think that to equate those two things is like a very bizarre and 
honestly like it's it's a very limiting way of like looking at a woman you know and especially since it's not what a woman is defined by like when we were talking about the immortals last week and we were talking about you know the whole like she lost this power after she had sex with some guy it's like really come on (laughs) you know yeah so it's just some weird i think just some some weird like holdover from that sort of mindset like oh it's a rom-com and and I don't mind, like, it's not the engagement itself that bothers me. Like, I would have loved your ending where it showed them in a relationship for a while and then getting engaged at the end. Like, I would have been happy with that. That would have been really romantic and sweet and a good ending. But what bothers me is just that they don't know each other very well. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, she, me too. Me too. Essentially, like, they've, they're just starting. Like, it's like they've just met a week before two weeks before whatever and now they can finally express their feelings for each other so take it slow like express your feelings for each other and then date and then yeah work your way up to this commitment you know so I well, like and really i don't understand weird. the need like they're both in their probably late 20s there's no need to rush into a marriage when you don't know each other you know like you guys have you have time to figure out if you even want to get married to each other because guess what just because you like him now once you get to know him you know things happen people break up but you know you find out that you don't love the person that you thought you did as much anymore and it's just part of like relationships in life you know and i don't know it, it's, it always bugs me that like that like we met not that long ago but we're gonna get married and i'm just I, i'm 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 like, give it, you know, like I could maybe be on board for like four months, you know, they get engaged after four months. That does happen, but it's been two weeks. Let's, let's just slow your roll here. Well, two weeks and it was predicated on a, a lie. Not that she was, she was always herself around him, but he met her under the circumstances of a lie. So then you have to get to know this person. He has to get to know her under like real circumstances and yeah she was never the only lie she was telling was that they were gonna get engaged she was never acting like somebody else but or that they were engaged she was never acting like somebody else but it's still like your relationship's foundation you met her because of a lie and you viewed her and you were attracted to her but in your head you knew that she was engaged to your brother so you have to work through like oh this is the real life this is lucy and she can be all mine and we can be together and that's really romantic but you don't like just get through that phase as dating and doing fun stuff and and then and then get engaged you know like why do you have to it's i don't know but i mean i just i don't understand i just don't understand why you wouldn't want to get to know the person before you get engaged yeah yeah getting you know getting engaged and getting married is easy and getting divorced is way harder you know so it's like it's just it's just stupid it's stupid for for someone to just jump right into a situation where they really don't know the person you know i mean it happens and it can work out sure i'm sure it does i'm sure it works out it's just in the movie it didn't didn't make sense in the movie like no it didn't and it's I'm sure in real life there are plenty of success stories about people who got married and didn't really know each other and then there's plenty of non-success stories about the same thing. There was another thing in the movie that I wanted to bring up that I thought was kind of amusing and it was that oh and this is I think goes hand in hand with her having plenty of opportunity to tell the truth. So 
So the, 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 the younger, younger sister, sister, Peter has a younger sister. Her name's Mary. Mary. And, and she, she comes, comes to the owl with her friend and goes through uh, Lucy's booth. And Lucy's like, hey, come in and chat with me for a minute. So they come in and chat. And the woman who shares the booth with Lucy after the kid, after Mary leaves, the woman who shares the booth is like, wait a second, you're getting married? How come I didn't know about this? And then Lucy's like, oh, it's, it's pretty new. And uh, the woman says, are you pregnant? And Lucy goes really sarcastically, yeah, I'm pregnant. And then you find out that Mary's friend hadn't fully left the booth. And so she thought that Lucy was pregnant. So then Mary goes home and tells her family that Lucy is pregnant. And then Jack shows up on New Year's Eve to Lucy's apartment. And Lucy's like, oh, I'm going to a New Year's Eve party. Come with me. So they get to the party and she's trying to have a drink. And he's like, do you think that's a good idea that has alcohol in it? And I like, I like that she, cause like I didn't, like I didn't even put two and two together. He was like, oh yeah, that punch is spiked. And she's like, yeah, good. And then, and I was like, she should drink. She should have fun. And and then when he was like, is that a good idea? I was like, oh, shit, that's right. They think she's pregnant. <laughs> and then he said, that, well, that won't be good for the baby. And then the next scene, they're like back at her apartment. And she's like, why would you think I was pregnant? And And I think this is what you were saying, where she could have actually realistically at that point been like, okay, there's been a lot of misunderstandings going on. Number one, I'm not pregnant. Number two, I'm not engaged to your brother. We've never actually met. I, I just actually know him. took his toll every day and thought he looked pretty from afar. And you know what I mean? But she didn't, of and course. he is pretty from afar. And I she mean, did act. Those eyebrows are like, Ooh, girl. I, know, I know, he's like Groucho <laughs> Marx. So she, Eugene Levy. She, yeah, she did. I think she was more mad at him than I thought he deserved because she acted like thought, he made it up so she acted like he made up she was pregnant and once the truth was out that mary heard it and it was a misunderstanding she should have been like she should have laughed and been like okay but instead she was like really mad at him and and i think maybe it was supposed to be a creative way to show like these two people like each other and there's tension because they can't show it but it didn't come off that way it just came off as her being mad at yeah. him for a misunderstanding that he didn't even make and it's one well, he know, was i mean he was legitimately like his concern was real, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, kids are born, that are born of, of people who drink alcohol have, can have alcohol fetal syndrome. And that's like a really serious and awful thing, you know? So it's like, his concern was legitimate, you know? But um, yeah, I agree with you. I thought that she was, she was kind of like way too mad at him, but then it almost seemed like there was going to be like a moment between them, yeah. you know, like she was like, Jack. And he's like, yeah. And like on the stairs and she's like, uh, Never mind. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it, that would have been a good part, but for them to kiss, but it's, yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> but anyway, overall, I think it's a cute movie. I mean, it has issues, but the marriage thing is the real big issue for me. Yeah. And yeah, big time. I just honestly, think they should cut out her and peter getting engaged and then just make the ending like you said and it would be and fine. ashley bartlett ba bacon yeah just cut out ashley bartlett ba bartlett bacon and cut out i don't really care for the landlord but <laughs> i yeah. i thought he was funny i thought he had a i don't know there's there's something about him that i just thought was kind of amusing like he just i think he's kind of just this weird dude he's like wants love and he's just kind of doesn't know how to go about it and he thinks that lucy's really pretty and he's 
he he seems like he thinks that like being the like hot Italian macho guy is like the way to w- win a woman over. Like he's watched too many like Al Pacino movies or something. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Um, that's probably not the best example, but you get what I mean. I was thinking of Italian actor and, and he just thinks that that's like the hot way to go, you know, like that's going to get all the ladies and, and he's just like a goofy guy and he's kind of weird and kind of sweet. And I don't know. It's just, it was, he was fun i thought he was fun yeah it's funny that you thought that i was gonna hate it though i'm surprised were you like full-on convinced were you like lauren's gonna hate yeah i actually i actually was like i bet lauren's gonna rant about this guy so i'm very surprised that i disliked him more than you do yeah no i i i thought he was funny i thought he was funny yeah i um so would you recommend this movie i would yeah i i totally would i mean it's it's just it's a creative take on a romantic comedy because she falls in love with the brother. Um, I think it has problems because most romantic comedies are not perfect. And yeah. but uh, Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman really shine in it, and I, I I think it's a fun movie. And I don't know in my head I don't really call it. I don't think of it as a Christmas movie. I just think part of it takes place on Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie to me. It's more of a winter movie to me. And yeah, yeah, I can see that. So I think, yeah, you could watch it anytime. It's not like, Oh, I have to wait till Christmas to watch it. It's just, there's like some, it's like lights in it. There's, you know, it's cold. There's snow on the ground. (laughs) So I think it's fun. It's a cozy movie and it's a sweet love story. And it's, it's just fun. Would you recommend it? Yes, I would. I, I did. I have recommended it already, actually. Um, Do you just, like, furiously text while the movies are playing? Yes. <laughs> are you just, like, blanket texting everyone you know? <laughs> like, I text a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I have to rewind sometimes, too, because I'll be texting too much. <laughs> yeah. I do text people while I'm... Well, I, I mean, I've told you that I struggle with, like, att- my attention, so... No, I mean, like, not specifically, are you just, like, doing other things, but are you just, like, furiously, like, recommending the movies as you're <laughs> yes, watching them? Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes <laughs> I recommend them too soon, and then after I go, just kidding, I don't actually yeah. recommend them. <laughs> like, I did that with Happiest Season, and, uh, because I texted my mom, and I was like, I think you'll like this movie, it's really cute, and then she, like, texted me, because she's watching all the Christmas movies. And um, and she she's like, yeah, I watched it and it made me cry and blah, blah. And then, like, I finished it. And I was like, I did not like it, actually. <laughs> and, she was, and she was like, and I was talking to her about it. And and I, like, I love my mom. Don't get me wrong. But she does this thing where she goes, well, I'm just not as serious about these movies as you are. And I'm like, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you about a movie we both watched, you know? And it's just, I love you, mom, but it drives me crazy. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend while you were sleeping. It's very cute. It's heartfelt. It's funny. Um, adorable young Bill Pullman, adorable young Sandra Bullock, you know, and I liked the cast of the family too. Yeah. The dad from everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a show I can't stand, but he's, he's, and I feel like Saul is somebody who I've seen before, but I can't He did look familiar. The grandma, I knew her, I think she was in. This is gonna this is gonna sound like just so random, but um, did you ever see Bringing Down the House? So it's Queen Latifah and Steve I Martin. I don't think Junior so. Levy. It's not that great. I wouldn't. Honestly, it's um, 
it has not aged well like at all and it's not that old it's like 15 years old so (laughs) anyway but uh i think she was in that she was like this really super racist old lady oh okay (laughs) so um but i thought she was really cute in this i thought she was kind of a sweetheart and so i i yeah i recommend it i totally do and you you already kind of said you did (laughs) still still yes for me yes okay (laughs) Your mind hasn't changed the last, you know, five minutes. Nope. Holding steady. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie, the entire movie changed. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Watchers and Movies, or Facebook at Watchers and Movies. We also have another Instagram, Instagram called the Watchers Who Find Things, and we are pretty much on any platform you can find. And if you like our stuff and you want us to review a movie for you, you can do one of two ways. You can get a hold of us. You can either email us at watchersandmovies at gmail.com. I respond to all the messages unless you're like spam. Obviously, I'm not going to respond to that, but you get it. Lauren, um, when I put you in charge of the social media, it was my decision. I put you in charge of it. I was under the impression that you were responding to even the spam. I So this I'm is sorry. actually quite a revelation. I lied to you. <laughs> wow. I know. Do you think you're going to be okay? I guess. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll power on through. Okay. <laughs> and uh if you the other way you can do it so if you if you contact us via email watches movies at gmail.com uh we will put your recommendation on there we might not get to it right away but we will get to it and we we usually try and do them pretty quickly after you recommend them so you might just have to wait like a month or so but if you contact us via iTunes, give us five stars. We will put your your recommendation at the top of the list. So do that because we want to get out there. Obviously, we love what we do. We've been doing this for two plus years now. And, um, you know, we, we want to continue doing it. So send us recommendations. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yes, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 Thank you, Mike. His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. And I think that we're done, right? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.